Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tung. And welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation, and I'm your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. Today I'm delighted to welcome to the show Zara Lightway, Kellyanne Conway and Carrie Lotsian who are representatives of the Children of the New Earth Organization. Welcome to the show today. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. So we're going to talk today about the Children of the New Earth and the Children of the New Earth conferences so perhaps it was good, it could be, if one of you could begin, probably you, Zara, telling us a little bit about how all this began. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, back in, I think, January of 2009, or it could have been December of 2008. Uh, wait, no, I'm off by a year. <laughs> Let's try that again. The time is getting a bit wink-winkly. Uh, <laughs> Um, go back a year from that, so about 2007, December, January 2008. I actually scheduled a call to vision a school, a lightweight school in Durango, Colorado, and a lady named Judy Guadalupe was on that call, and we really connected deeply. And one thing that came out of that call was we both got that the message that the gathering was to happen, that we were to begin to gather and that there was to be a conference. And um, Judy was very amazing about taking that idea and putting it out to her community in Sacramento, which is when I think Kellyanne came in, and she can take it from there in a second, and started working on doing the conference. And when she first told me they were planning on doing it that May, and this was December or January, I said to her, wow, Judy, do you know how much work that is to get done in such a short time? That seems a bit nuts. But she totally sat with it, said, no, this is when it needs to be, and so it moved forward. And um, they both asked me, that's Kellyanne and Judy, to come and be a presenter there. The biggest thing for it, I think, was to um, give a voice to the indigos and crystals and rainbows and bring them in and create a sacred space for them and help people to understand who they are. So the conference was really amazing for doing that. And I'm going to let Kellyanne talk from there because she was on the other end of it. Perfect. Um, we were, Judy and I have been friends for a long time, and I used to have a class in Sacramento um, that did metaphysical skills for children. It was a meditation and yoga class for children. And Judy Guadalupe's, one of her, her sons came to my class for about a year. And I was just blown away by her work with her children and prenatal yoga and mom and baby work. She was amazing. And um, I have had a park bench ministry in San Francisco for about eight years, um, working with the homeless indigos and transgendered um, young kids and young adults that live in the city parks. And um, 
My ministry has been really one of um, creating entrepreneurships among the awakened and evolved young people that are homeless because a lot of them are really just, they fit nowhere in the mainstream, but they're, they're seers and healers, and they're just amazing beings. So I've been doing that for about eight years, and then it really occurred to me, actually more recently, that if we're going to uh, get to the root of the homeless indigo problem, we've got to deal with the schools and the misdiagnosing um, in the mental health industry and the pharmaceutical industry that likes to drug children. Um, so this conference was born to create a bridge between mainstream mental health, um, health, juvenile justice, um, and educators to offer alternative ways of perceiving and diagnosing, viewing, and treating um, the awake children. So we quit pathologizing and criminalizing them. And so that's how the conference was essentially born. We um, wanted to create a bridge, and we gathered a beautiful group, and Zara was an amazing part of that. And since then, I really realized every single time I deal with one of these homeless kids, I see how the solution really will be found in the schools. So you've, you've just opened up a whole bunch of big, big topics getting out there. So before we go any further, uh, just for our listeners, it would be really useful, perhaps if all three of you actually gave a little bit of uh, insight when you talk about indigo, crystal, rainbow uh, children and, and those who are homeless. Um, and obviously we, you've talked about the criminal system, the school system, and all the misdiagnosis and, and, uh, and, and drugging of the kids too. So there's... Well, each one of those is a big topic. So let's begin by chatting about what, what you each mean when you talk about indigo, crystal, and rainbow kids. Just give us a, an insight to, to your knowing of those kids. This is Kellyanne, and for me, it just for, I see them as the evolved children. Um, I'm not really into the labeling or titling, but that's what we've got. So with this limited language, I just say they're the children who are highly intuitive, extremely sensitive, that commune with nature, commune with animals, are telepathic, um, and innately sensitive um, and empathic to other people. And that's what I call the new kids, the indigos, crystals, whatever, are lumped into that, how I define them. And so in your experience, Kellyanne, in terms of the work that you're doing, what is it that gets, ends up with those kids being on the street? Um, my experience with listening to hundreds, literally hundreds of stories, has to do with misdiagnosing. You've got a child that is sitting there, and they're feeling the teacher's impending divorce. There's in, incest to the left of them. There's hunger to the right of them. Somebody's in a rage, and they're completely um, aware on a conscious and subconscious level of everything that's going on, and they have no way to filter. They have no way, way to filter the phenomenal amount of information that's coming into them all the time. And so they end up melting down, add, add some Kool-Aid and some Twinkies to the mix, and you've got a problem. The kids end up in the hall or in the principal's office. Pretty soon they're in a charter school. Pretty soon they're in juvenile hall. Pretty soon they're on my park bench, <laughs> you know. That's what I've seen it go. The kids get diagnosed as with mental illnesses when they're really not mentally ill. How do you tell the difference between a clairvoyant or a clairaudient child and a child that's hallucinating? And there, there's no criteria. So they're just calling children that say, yeah, the angels are talking to me. They're saying, here's some Thorazine for that. That'll help. <laughs> so. Yeah, okay, thank you. We haven't heard yet from you, Carrie. So, so give us your piece of the puzzle in terms of the kids. So in my experience, um, I've been working with children for the past 13 years as an occupational therapist. So I've been working with parents and families in their homes and in the current school system. And my, my specialty is children who are nonverbal. And it really resonated with me listening to Kellyanne speak about, you know, these children that just aren't able to filter what's happening. And in my my really early years with, with children who were nonverbal, I felt really out of my element. And I felt like these children just spoke a different language than I did, and I felt it was really difficult to reach out and to communicate with them. And as I evolved on my journey and was able to communicate with them telepathically and to take the language out and to really just 
tune into what their experience was, I was able to pick up that these little ones just are not able to filter. And like Kellyanne said, you know, picking up on the emotions of the teacher and, you know, her fear of keeping her job and what's going on at home and, and the children in the classroom, her dealing with their own, their own experiences and not being able to separate themselves from that. So therefore reacting to that. And I think, in my experience, the children who were nonverbal, it was just that much more profound in their, their inability to let others know what they're going through. And I feel like that's, that's been my piece of this puzzle is just bringing those nonverbal children who have been labeled with autism, Asperger's, you know, different developmental disabilities that, you know, rather than seeing it as a, as a label or a diagnosis, but seeing it as this is the evolution that is allowing those of us who are verbal to really connect with them on a different level and to reach that next level of, of human connection. Carrie, how did you actually learn how to connect telepathically with them? How did you ch learn how to tune in and, and hear what they wanted you to know? I can honestly, I can tell you the day, the time, the moment that it happened. <laughs> I had been, it, w it was kind of a, a source of humor in the environment that I worked in. I worked in a, an early education program with three and four-year-olds. And there was a little boy in our program that I, I so wanted to connect with and I knew that he felt lost. And I just wanted to let him know that I understood and I wanted to kind of love him through it and to help him feel more, more in tune. And yet every time I would get close to him, he would become very upset and would cry and would run away. And I just kept trying. And this went on for well over a year. And I had been in a workshop over the weekend and had done some work with Reiki and in opening your heart and in, you know, connecting. And I went back to work and all of a sudden I, it was the, the light bulb moment where I thought, oh, I need to speak his language, his, his love language. And all I did was I went, I took him away from the group so that we could filter all of the external things that were happening for him. And we just went into a small, very quiet room. And I sat in the corner and I didn't get in his space and I consciously opened my heart and my connection. And he, within seconds, came over and looked directly in my eyes and touched my face. And I could just feel this intense connection and his heart telling me, I've been waiting. And as soon as I felt that from him, I got very excited and thought, oh, this is working. It's finally working. And as soon as I shifted to that, he pulled away and, and backed right up and, and looked away again and wouldn't make eye contact. And then I very consciously had to get, again, in control of my own anxieties because at that instant I realized you feel everything I feel. Carrie, but we're coming up to our first break here, actually, so I'm going to hold you for a moment. We'll come back and finish this really critical story when we return. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network.
You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. just want to remind you of my own website, www.petertung.com. Uh, my uh, newsletter is there for this month of September and, and reflects upon my experiences at the Assetti Ranch down in uh, Oregon State in, uh, in August and my time spent with George Cavasilis. Also an article on a wonderful Leo uh, workshop and all the energies around the, the Leo and um, so uh, please do look into that and now we are moving on towards uh, uh, Virgo work and I'll be reflecting upon that and uh, the shift into Libra uh, in the Ambassadors of Light class which I will be having uh, tomorrow at 5.30 and that is um, through www.myheartcenteredjourney.com so hopefully you'll, you'll join me for that. I have with me today representatives of the Children of the New Earth Conference, and we are hearing a, just a beautiful story before the break from Carrie with her, her breakthrough in understanding the autistic children and a particular experience that she had in making telepathic communication with a young, a young boy. So Carrie, please, please continue. Um, so before the break, I was just talking about how um, I was able to recognize that this little boy was able to feel what I was feeling and that when I got too excited or I got anxious, that he was able to feel that but was not able to realize that it was my own emotion and that he could separate from it. And over the next, you know, course of an hour, this little guy and I went back and forth and I would call it, we, we played with our energy. So there was no words but I would just consciously send love and send light, and he would do it back. And he would come right into my, my space, and he would hold my face, and he would look into my eyes. And I always felt, you know, in my early years, that when a child with autism would look at me, I would feel that they could see every part of me. They could see right through to my soul. And at that time, early on, it made me nervous because I felt they could feel my insecurities. And in this moment, I realized that that, in, that instinct way back was absolutely right, that he could see straight, straight through to my soul. He could see all of my, my insecurities and all that went with it, and that the reason why he often avoided that was because it was too much. But when I was able to consciously take control of what my own feelings were and to play with that ability to separate his feelings from my own, he was able to get much, much more comfortable to the point that we were able to share physical contact even um, in that space. And that was just a huge opening in my work at the center with other children with the same diagnosis. And now I've gone into other schools and worked with families and teachers and parents on just how to understand what does this really mean for kids when they're in a classroom and how do we take responsibility for our own feelings so that these children don't feel so bombarded in their communities and in their homes. So when you, when you had that experience with him, how did it shift his, his world, his life? He was, able to, he was able to be much, much more comfortable with me, and we were able to start doing some facilitated play, which was really critical in his development, because up to that point, this was a little boy who had never engaged with another another child for sure, um, and even with adults, he would really stay to his own. And after this experience, and with certain people that we were able to teach how to stay in their own, their own energy field and to not infringe on his and to really respect his sensitivity, he, would, he was able to join into play through music and sound and, you know, physical wrestling, that kind of stuff. He was able to do that, which was really, I mean, you can imagine how big that was for his family to be able to feel that connection. And I remember his dad coming in a few days later because at the time even I wasn't able to put it into words to, un to explain what I had done or why it had shifted. But his parents 
felt that shift very quickly. And his dad came in and just sobbed. And he said, I've never been able to pull my child onto my and snuggle with him and have that experience until this day. And I mean, that's... That's the biggest thing of all, isn't it? That's it. That's yeah. the, that's the yeah. biggest thing is just making those connections. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. So Zara, perhaps so you could fill us in on your experiences of, of the, the so-called indigo crystal and rainbow kids. Yes, sir, sure. I like the way you said so-called because... <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that. I have this growing sense that what we're really talking about here is just the innate abilities, the innate beingness of the human being and that the reason it's really coming out now there's a few one is of course that there's more and more light on the planet now so that as beings are incarnating into our planet they are able to maintain that higher vibration that they're bringing with them from the higher realm and the other is that the people on the planet are now becoming we're becoming more and more conscious and aware and present and able to sit with that, sit with those children, just like Carrie sat with this little boy, and just felt into it, felt into that moment, felt into him, and allowed him to feel back. And I think there's more and more of us that are able to do that, that are willing, that know to do that. And just as an aside, what that has been printing on me more strongly than ever is this real need that we have to transform the way that teachers and parents are learning how to teach and parent so that a lot of this energetic work can be incorporated in both those areas. So that said, here in Durango in the last year or so, um, it keeps happening at the gym for some reason. I'll be in the gym changing after my workout and there'll be a mother there with her young child, and we're talking pre-verbal. And um, I just look at the children. So there was this one little boy in particular. He must have been uh, about somewhere between 18 months and two years. I just looked at him and smiled. And I smiled with my eyes, my face, and, and opened my heart and just sat there. Because I find that the best way to come to a child is to not come to a child at all, but to open the space and allow the children to come to us. So I just sat there smiling, and he just looked at me, and then he did a double take, and he looked back, and then he started grinning, and the next thing I knew, he was talking to me, and how it felt was an energetic imprint of information. It wasn't words. I was understanding him through this feeling and this knowing and it was very simple it was really just kind of like hey how are you <laughs> I just answered that really good thank you for coming and he's like yeah it's kind of a weird place <laughs> <laughs> I said yeah I know you'll get used to it it's okay I just think it's wonderful that you showed up and you know all this exchange was going on and it was instantaneous and and the mother was looking at us, and she knew something was going on, but she didn't know what. And so she just kept looking at us, and we kept like, communicating, and he was responding. And you could tell from his body language and his big smile and everything that something was going on. And um, another time it was outside, it was a similar situation. I think the child was with their grandparents. Same thing. And the children don't want to leave because finally here's somebody sitting, opening up and allowing them to communicate in the way that they can communicate the best. And it's happening more and more at grocery stores everywhere. And usually those are much shorter encounters because, you know, they're just moving on through the line. But I just tap in and I see and we see each other. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's like in that movie Avatar when they touch the third eye and then they say, I see you. It's their greeting, and I just love that because I think that's, you know, where we're, we're going. And as we really look at each other in the eyes, adult, child, adult, adult, it doesn't matter. 
when we really see each other, this kind of connection can really happen. And I think that's necessary in all areas of life and in all our relationships, and especially in our relationships with these children. Um, so to me, they're all indigo's crystals, and so are we. So are we. Yes. That's what we're becoming. Get that. So, Kellyanne, you were involved in the first conference. So, how, how is the conference um, helping people's understanding and helping to provide a voice for the kids? I think it's creating, my sense of the first conference, the overall vibration of it was relief for both the children and parents and, some, and educators as well who were like, you know, I knew something was different about these kids, but um, I didn't quite know what. And so... Um, Offering ways for families to work telepathically, offering ways for families to help each other um, develop and hone those metaphysical muscles has been really beneficial. And um, I think just creating an alternative take on the behavior of these children, an alternative way of viewing these children has been really helpful. Um, a lot of these kids are innate he healers innately have an awareness of how their own energy can help shift something. And it's only the smallest amount of direction, really, that's needed to just open that up. Um, so they almost, need to, they almost need us to be given permission, actually. Yes, really. That's really all it is. I know I felt that way. I just needed somebody to tell me I could, and then I just started. Can I so I think the, the you know goal of the conference, I mean, has the, our mission is, is multi-layered, but to create community and to co-create this, um, it's like a loop, we're helping to illuminate people's innate wisdom regarding their who who we are and who their children are and who the children that that we're teaching in our classrooms and who these children that are in our mental, mental institutions and our juvenile jails who they are. Thank you, Kellen. We're actually coming up to our second break, and I'll give you the chance, Zara, to chip in on our return. It's Peter Tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Be extraordinary. 7th Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. I have with me today representatives of the Children of the New Earth Conference and Zara, you were about to chip in um, on our break to talk a little bit more about uh, the last conference. So perhaps you could uh, segue the last conference with the next conference, which is happening in Sylvan Lake, uh, Alberta, Canada. Yeah. Um, your question, I believe, was what do the conferences do for the children to give them voice and so forth? And um, there's a few specific things in the conference that really allow for that. One is that we do youth panels where the, our young children, I mean, really any age, so any child that's old enough to speak and has an opinion and would like to can set on the stage at that point, and they give their opinions. We ask them, the audience asks 
them and we really sit and listen deeply to what they have to say about our earth, about their lives, about anything pertaining to them, any opinions that they have. And it's a very, very powerful piece because it really opens people's eyes to the gifts and the knowledge and the wisdom that many of our children have. And then another part is um, one of the signature pieces of Children of the New Earth Conferences, and we have actually developed a blueprint to share with communities that would like to hold one in their community. So one of the signature pieces is the Saturday night youth, um, I guess, entertainment youth show where during the day Saturday, all the young people that are present that would like to do so um, plan and put on that evening a show showcasing their talents. It could be dancing, poetry, music, um, prose, anything that they have that they would like to share that are their creative gifts. And that conference, that uh, concert, so to speak, in Sacramento in 2009, I remember I was there, was absolutely fantastic. Some of the talents and gifts that the children shared were out of this world. And, you know, to briefly mention our, our current educational system is consistently cutting out everything that involves true creativity, cutting out the arts, and everybody knows it. And so there's few places anymore other than perhaps private lessons and things where the children have the opportunity on a regular, daily basis to express that physical chakra creativity the artists within. So that's another piece that we have for them at the conference. Um, so those are real specific pieces that we include. We also have um, on our website a place for anybody to apply to be a presenter at one of our conferences, and we have some exciting um, applicants who are young people at this point that would love to come and do that. So we also have space for young folks to come, perhaps do a keynote speech or a workshop session. So it really is the goal, and Kellyanne's been amazing about this, about keeping us on track, that this is about the kids, not about having adults on stage, even though that's a necessary part as well, but it is about the children. Thank you, Kellyanne, for that. It's <laughs> yeah. really important. Sometimes we get carried away, don't we? Yes, we do. <laughs> we can. So, Kelly, so Zara, just give us the uh, the actual website. So, anybody that's interested in either attending or would like to present, just give us the information. Yeah, it's children of the new earth dot com, and that's, that's for enough. anybody that would like to attend a conference, would like to apply to hold a conference, or would like to present at one. You can find all the information you need right there at children of the new earth dot com. So, Carrie, you're, you're the, the local person in, in Alberta, Canada, where, where the next conference is. So, can you tell us a little bit about, again, some of the specifics about what will be happening at the conference? So, our, our conference is going to be held at a beautiful retreat space just outside of Sylvan Lake um, that is right on the lake. And I think that the other great thing is we're coming into the space on the Friday evening, and there's the opportunity to stay with your families um, right through until Sunday. So it really allows you to bring that energy into your family and to really experience um, the new learning as, as a whole. Um, some of the other things that are happening over the weekend is, like Kellyanne had talked about, allowing the children to have the permission to explore their innate healing abilities. And we're opening that door to allow... Um, allow interactive energy healing that our presenters will help facilitate, but to really allow those children to open that up and to experience, you know, conscious communication with their parents and to really explore that as a family and to allow, you know, teachers and, and children to communicate, to allow therapists and children to communicate and to really see how that energy can flow both ways and the healing can flow both ways, and that as adults, we're not responsible for being the only teachers, but that we're also allowed to have that space to be the students and to open our learning. Thank you. That sounds it's going to be a wonderful experience for people that, that go. And obviously, all of you have become very aware of what the 
actual needs are for the children. And you mentioned very briefly, Zara, the old educational system, which seems to be uh, falling by the wayside and, and no longer meeting the needs of the, of the kids in, in the broader sense. So in your experience, and, and, and all feel free to, to talk about this, what is it that we need to do in the future differently in our school system? What, what is it that we need to, to do differently so our kids actually enjoy their educational experience? What do we need to do? Um, I, I think, number one, um, stop equating education and stress. <laughs> I don't, it's not an effective, the stress method is not an effective way of teaching children. So the, the standardized testing and the categorizing and the, um, of children and in terms of um, their academics, the whole honor roll system is set up for a very small group of people actually can think that way, can think inside the box to that level. And so it just creates exclusion and um, com competition where there needs to be none. And, you know, I think radical uh, abuse of the self-esteem of the child when they're timed and tested in those ways. That's my take on it. Carrie and Zara, both are educators, I'm not. But that was my experience as an awake child in a school. Mm -hmm. My opinion, Mrs. Zara, is um, let's just completely start over. Um, there's not, there's some things going on in modern education in public and private traditional school that are good. For the most part, it's all about taking a microcosm of knowledge from the available infinite pool of knowledge that there is and saying, this is the piece that everybody must learn, regardless of interest, regardless of ability, regardless of their learning rhythm. And not only must you learn this, and basically this only, but you have to do it on a specific schedule that is purely determined by your chronological age and absolutely nothing else. And our whole evaluation of you as a person and the way that you're going to measure your success as a human being at this point in time is how well you do on a very narrow set of questions presented in a standardized test and what your grade is on that. And that is all we really care about at this point. And, I've, always, um, I've always been uh, always been interested in, in who it was that decided what that body of knowledge was that all, all right. of us needed to know and never use. <laughs> I know. It's an interesting puzzle. And I, I think, uh, you know, there's actually a lot of, as you know, Peter, you were in education for a long time, there's a lot of discussion back and forth about among educators as to what that should be and if there even should be a specific body of knowledge, you know. So... I think where we could start, first of all, is uh, I'll talk on one piece. And actually, on my, my school's website, there's much more information about different things that we could be doing that are truly progressive. So one piece would be choice. For us to provide children with true choice in what they're learning about and move forward from there. And, and there's, of course, lots of different things. Um, I will briefly say that um, there's quite a lot of schools coming up right now that are saying that they're very progressive. And the big buzzword is project-based learning. And project-based learning is a great thing, but it doesn't make a school a truly progressive school just because they do pro project-based learning. Um, if you look at Alfie Cohn's work, you'll find that there's a lot of research that shows that a lot of the things that we take for granted in education, like giving grades, and Kellyanne talked about it, the competition and the honor roll and those things, they're actually very, very bad for learning because they kill the human's innate love of learning. No matter what else you're doing, if you start putting number grades on things or letter grades or even use a rubric that has a number on it, then research shows clearly that people start to want to learn less. They lose that innate sense of, I'm doing this because I really want to learn about it. So we have to get rid of all of those and then increase the amount of choice that the children have about what they're learning because, you know, they're all different. They all have different skills, different 
talents that they're bringing. So how could they possibly all be preparing in exactly the same way for unique individual lives? So Zara, you just slipped in there about your own your own school. So just give us other websites that are interconnected to children and conference that you're involved in, and just give okay. us uh, those websites. All right. Well, one is um, feedingthefuturenow.org, um, and another one is lightwayschools.org, and. Um, and then children of the new earth conference.com and then there's several others that are all kind of interconnected that you can get to them but those are the main ones and seeding the future now which of course you know about peter because you're part of it <laughs> yes indeed is, is is a fantastic it's become almost like a mastermind support energy for for visionary innovative educators and even for parents to show up and really um sit with and bring in the energy of the new education paradigm and it is coming and I've been getting calls from people all over the world that are choosing to start lightweight schools or some other progressive model of school and the reason they're being drawn to it I think is because the model that was created there and actually a friend of mine Terry Damler created a very similar model is a bridge from the old to completely into the new it's a bridge between traditional schooling and free schooling so, so sorry we've actually got to come to our final break there Thank, that's a great little place to bring us it's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation the future of online TV is here View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. 7th Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. I have an exciting little uh, situation for myself and hopefully for some of you to be involved in. I've been invited to join Finbar Ross on his trip to Egypt in February, the second half of February, 17th to the 29th, uh, going to all of the sacred sites there and doing uh, meditations and healing work. Um, so if you're interested in getting involved in that or even just looking at the itinerary, you can go to www.celticmysticaljourneys.com which is the website, and then click on the tours and go to the Egypt tours. There is one this October. But the one I will be co-leading with Finbar is taking place from February 17th to 29th. So now back to the representatives of the Children of the New Earth organization. And one of the questions that is coming up for me after the last uh, segment is, what, are, what, what about those people who are dissatisfied with the current situation and, and want to create something different in the future. What do we do about that? <clears throat> um, 
Well, the Children of the New Earth Conference, as Zara had said, we have a blueprint, and it can be created anywhere. And what we're doing is we're offering half of the proceeds of our conference to fund a lightweight school or new paradigm school in the community that hosts the conference. So contact Children of the New Earth Conference.com, and we will come to your city and offer a two-day presentation on co-creating the conference and the school. And by the end of our conference, we should have a good committee formed to have get your school open. Simple as that. <laughs> I, I know yeah. there are certainly some very gifted and able people who are involved in, in being available for this process. So uh, absolutely be a wonderful thing to do. I'd like, uh, I'd like to actually hear more about the specifics of the conference itself. So people who are interested in going to uh, the Children of the New Earth Conference in Sylvan Lake, Alberta. So perhaps, Kerry, you could tell us a little bit about some the actual sessions themselves. Absolutely. So, you know, as Kellyanne and Zara have alluded to, we have some amazing facilitators coming to work with the children and, and families, therapists and teachers to really create a community and to allow this support to be ongoing in your individual community. So we do have uh, Judy Guadalupe that Zara had referred to uh, bringing her talk on waking up as a family, talking about the baby yoga, things like that, um, and how to create compassion and how to really communicate in your, in your family. Uh, we also have Inga Barter coming um, she will be doing individual sessions as well um, on called Diamond Mirroring and just really connecting with children who are nonverbal, connecting with families. Um, Inga's got some amazing abilities to, to help connect and to just read to that deeper level. So she'll be available doing sessions as well as doing um, individual work with families and children. Uh, we've got work going on with empowering teens. Uh, we've got an amazing presenter coming to us from White Rock um, who's worked in the inner cities, similar work to Kellyanne, um, just really how, how to empower our teens to embrace the experience. Um, we've got a psychiatric nurse coming to talk about how do we delineate between what is mental illness and what, it, what are intuitive gifts and how do we move forward with that. Um, we've got integrative breath and conscious connections from Dale Joyle, who's coming to us from Vancouver. Um, and he'll be look, talking about integrative breathing and conscious communication in families. Um, and then we've got the sound healing and interactive energy work um, that all of the presenters will be helping to facilitate where parents and children can give and receive um, healing, healing work, and we're really helping to open that door for these children of the new earth to really come into themselves. Fantastic. Thank you. So, Zara, do you want to add anything to, to those comments? Um, what I would add is our, that we're also having an art cabin that will be open throughout the conference for actually for the children mainly, but also for adults to go in and engage in that creative aspect of their beingness. And then Carrie didn't mention it, but she's going to be doing a beautiful session on autism, ADHD, and energy connection. And then I'll be running a theme through the conference throughout the, the three days of um, on education, specifically on what progressive education is in relationship to a lightweight school, because there is a desire to start some kind of progressive school perhaps up in that area. So that's another piece that we're having. And let me see. I think, oh, and for teachers, there's lots of activities. And one is a brilliant one called Customizing the Mainstream Classroom. That will be about how to turn the classroom, the traditional classroom within a traditional school, into a more loving, sacred space that really supports the children. And it's very hands-on, very um, what's the word, practical tips on how to do that. And we'll also be having yoga available for everybody that's participating every morning before breakfast. And obviously, from what you're saying, there's going to be lots of opportunity for creativity and changing things anyway. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're coming, 
we're actually coming up to the end, end of the show. So, Kelliana, I just want to give you a, the final word here on behalf of the team. Obviously, this is about the children and about the future. So, as a final summary, what would you like to say? That um, we, well, we're the ones we've been waiting for. Let the, the gatherings begun. And it's really true that the children will lead us. Yeah, I love the I love the uh, the, the gathering has begun because that gathering is happening all over the place in all sorts of different ways, and so I really want to to thank you all three of you today, Zara, Kellyanne, and Carrie, for the wonderful pioneering work that you're doing on behalf of the children and on behalf of the planet. And I get very emotional at these times because I know that this is uh, a really really important step in in our step towards a golden era of peace in the future. So thank you all so very much. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Peter. Thank you so much. So next week, my guest is going to be Miriam de Licardo, who actually I interviewed for the first time, uh, her first radio show ever, and since then she's gone to become quite well known in her work with the indigenous peoples of the Hopi, the Mayan, and the Dogon tribe of uh, Africa. And she'll be talking about the current situation, what is happening in the world, and how we need to prepare ourselves for the new wave of energies and consciousness coming into the planet. I hope you've enjoyed the show today. I hope you have a wonderful week. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. We hope that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tung for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.